Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Introducing the redesigned CatholicSingles.com Featuring new ways that put the spotlight on the person and their faith Not just a profile picture For the past 20 years, faithful Catholics have used CatholicSingles.com And the reimagined CatholicSingles.com website Is ready to help single Catholics take the next step In sharing meaningful relationships with other faithful Catholics Remember, CatholicSingles.com For faith, fellowship, and love conversation is asking the right question. If you are not asking yourself the right question about situations that you are in, you are in for a world of hurt. Facebook, people started asking the right question. If it's free, what's the product? The product is you. There are a lot of other companies that make zero or have a very, very in the red balance sheet. Nobody seems to be asking, well, what's the real product of this? company whatnot you know we uh, we in as in the speaking realm we would say there's two ways to make money from speaking directly and indirectly and if you are not making money directly you can make money indirectly you know the question is is what you're doing no matter what it is is it good or are you doing something under the guise of what's good so that you can further benefit so you know even we talk about Christian evangelistic speakers. You know, you're not supposed to make anything as an evangelist. You go out, be an evangelist speaker. You don't make anything. But indirectly, you do. Now, you go out and you speak directly because you have an authoritative gift to speak the gospel in a way that, you know, people can hear it, accept it, enjoy it, and uh, really feel it, understand it to move, their, move themselves closer to God. But here's the thing is that indirectly people do come to you because they see that you're a, a salad person or somebody who's not going to deny God and they do come around and they try to bring sponsorships whatnot because they want to continue to lift up what you're doing and that's not bad now when we are lifting up something that is not so good and we know it's not so good or you know we're eventually confronted we know it's not so good then it becomes a problem so people hide their evil deeds, they hide them, um, while claiming the other party is uh, fully responsible or whatnot, you know, and when that's happening, when somebody's hiding evil deeds to say somebody else is fully responsible, you know, for something they consider evil, well, you know, we know as individuals, even when we look at the histories of countries, we know that nothing is started from nothing. Like nobody just preemptively um, does a first strike for no interpreted reason as to why. Either they are modeled that that first strike is the best way to be, or they're hurt deep down by somebody else who did a first strike, and it's the ripple effect of sin. Because people are not evil, necessarily, but they get false beliefs, false ideas. They think that they can do better than God. They think they can manipulate people, use them as tools um, to get their way. As you're seeing with uh, Google and different things, and Congress right now at the PragerU uh, investigations and whatnot as far as manipulation of people. I guarantee you that there are entire companies, entire organizations that put dialogue into different parts of your life and they, you don't realize how powerful these people are. They can put dialogue um, directly so that you see what they want you to see and almost make, they could make you go mad in such a way. Just in the same way, you know, 
you can almost take anybody's uh, you know smart home or different things like that you've got to understand there are always weak points and we as individuals our human brains are kind of like a computer today social engineering hacking the computer is, is more often hacking the person and getting them to get your passcode or something and so how do you hack a whole population well you know you subtly put programming down the stream until people believe it and see it as justification for what they're doing and they get implanted like that programming is real when often it's storytelling to justify a behavior they have not yet accomplished and if you're wise to it you realize that it's not real life you realize that it's a story you realize that anybody could be telling these stories and that's what makes it hard in getting to know new people in this day and age where we're all supposedly interconnected it's that old principle that Tony Robbins used to talk about when you have a small amount of cookies in your home everybody wants one there's so few but when there's so many cookies uh, you know anybody could have them nobody wants them you know so it makes it to where when you see a plethora of information online that you could get it anywhere and you just don't want to get it there's different psycho psychological tactics like that that are utilized oh so subtly to keep you isolated if you're a moral person um, and to keep you afraid if you're a moral person because you'll have a responsibility to tell the truth you'll have a responsibility to admit your fault where another party who's not moral will not admit any fault whatsoever. They're trained to never admit fault, to try to get the person to admit fault so they can, uh, and do so publicly, so they can throw them in the gulag and hammer on that one fault, even though everybody faults a percentage of time during the day. And the question is, is it a greater percentage that you lie and deceive uh, to get your way to get moral people to admit fault? Everybody going 75 and a 50 and pulling somebody over, going 65 is an analogy, going 65. Well, they're just trying to keep pace and not get in a car accident. And somebody's writing them a ticket and says, well, why aren't you pulling anybody over going 75 over? And I say, well, are you, are you uh, they use it as a tactic almost. Well, are you admitting that you're not going 15 over? It's like, well, you are. So. That's how in an immoral society you dominate by making the moral people feel afraid to communicate or even be afraid of each other. You isolate them. Um, and that's the thing is that if you are a moral person, you shouldn't isolate. You should do more. You should do better. You should, do, you should be stronger. And it's very hard to do in an environment where people are convinced they're doing the right thing by doing the wrong thing, by choosing to be intolerant while claiming tolerance because they look at it as a strategy to get their way. You know, is, uh, you know, crying essentially being, you know, yelling at your spouse or your, your parents um, a means of getting your way? Yes, it is. You may not realize that you're trying to do that, but in a way you feel unloved, you feel hurt, and it may not may or may not be true whereas you're continually beating up that party um, and 
is uh, you know, filtering everybody's opinion of a person through you, uh, deeply controlling, yes. When you say to a person that uh, you know, uh, you're no longer willing to uh, you know, communicate, then everybody else is gonna, you know, gonna have, you're gonna have to tell them, explain to them, you know, why we're not communicating. You go, what is it? Why does that, why do you have to explain anything at all? You know, they know why they're not communicating because they're communicating through the one party. So why is it that uh, people, when they're getting their news through fake news, uh, totally trying to maneuver them within their emotions to try to get their way in a way, using uh, deception as a tactic to make somebody feel like they're doing the right thing with doing the right thing has nothing to do with what anybody feels. He has to do most often counter to what some, someone feels because it's counter to yourself to lift up all parties. And that takes courage. It takes action. It takes a willingness to sacrifice and tell the truth when it's not in your best interest, but in the best interest of all. And so, you know, a moral party in this day and age is either one isolated or will not show their good deeds to other people because other people would utilize their good deeds to say how terrible they really are and how manipulative it is, et cetera, et cetera. You know? And if you say your bad deeds, or, you know, then they want to dogpile you on it. You know? So an immoral person doesn't care about sharing their good deeds in front of everybody. And they're definitely going to dogpile you if you share your good deeds. And they're, they don't care about, have any lack of control about sharing bad deeds that you do to other people. They have no control whatsoever. They, they use that as a means to get people to favor them by telling them first because they don't have a maturity of what false witness and gossip is. They just want somebody around to care about them. Um, you know, and show them care and concern for their feelings. And in this, in this climate, a lot of people use that as a strategy to get connected with people to, to, do what, to accomplish what they want. And so then you have people who are morally double-binded when, uh, when they pursue groups that uh, you know, counter the differences in what they're actually representing. And they're morally double-binded because they morally have no solid ground. They don't have a ground to walk on because they're trying to represent two different kinds of groups that are morally opposed from one another while not try, trying to hold steady, uh, you know, that they are not double-binded themselves and that they have any kind of integrity. And you can't have integrity when you're doing that. And so, you know, it's different when you have a dissonance in part for normal things and when you, you know, are worn out after a while to let off some steam from somebody else tackling you and needing to be perfection while demanding grace. And it's entirely different when you, in fact, are like, uh, you know, spreading your good deeds, tiring people down as they say anything good that they do. And then when you you know, gossip and say bad things about people um, by saying that, well, they, sh they can't say bad things about people. That's 
That's wrong. And then trying to loosely connect it to things that don't actually connect and try to prove some sort of maliciousness that was never there only to move your agenda. It's, it's weird. And so our conversation is asking the right question. You just got to start asking yourself as an individual, am I being programmed? Am I being moved? Is it coincidence that these people know so much about me and everything they talk about speaks directly to me, my past experience, even when I've not said it? Is my social media pushing in a direction? Uh, is my this or that pushing in a direction? And how do you free yourself? How do you take control? Do it by keeping integrity. You allow the bad things that have happened and you allow their control to make you smarter and wiser to it. You become more in control of yourself. Don't have to participate in the lies and the deception. You just have to have a strength and a confidence in the truth and that you have it and you don't need to be afraid of liars and mockers because they're going to do that and they're going to uh, they're going to try to isolate you and they're going to try to you know take you out of the equation so that you can't stop their agenda by saying you got to tell the truth while they have no intention upon telling the truth themselves they have every intention on asking you questions why are you going 15 miles over and don't you have any kind of moral ground that you're going 50 miles over and you deserve this ticket when everybody's going 25 over be wise to the world don't participate walk through it love your neighbor anyway help free people from that kind of behavior ask them good questions after all they're just questions not actually harmful they're just meant to make you think and that's what we need as a society today if you want to be free the chains you've been given you aren't aware of start thinking start asking yourself the right questions hello this is international catholic singer anna nuzzo inviting you to join me and father dan cambra of the marian fathers on a select international tours divine mercy pilgrimage to poland and the czech republic it takes place in september of 2019 and we would love for you to join us for more information go to my website annanuzo.com thank you and god bless Breadbox Media Programming is brought to you by Jack Kane Ford. Find your next Ford Tough vehicle at KaneFord.com.